Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. It is our six-year anniversary. Can you believe it? Right on the date. Six years exactly. November 28th, 2016. Probably took us an hour. Probably took us the duration of this episode, Will, just to get to the <laughs> opening six years ago. Yeah, if, if... we... Uh... We had a lot. We had uh, some difficulties starting it, um, but now we are uh, we're seasoned vets. Seasoned vets, yeah, that's a yeah. good way to put it. Good way to put. It. I don't know if we're any brighter. We're still talking nonsense, but uh, uh, I've I've found I've gotten dumber over the years. So uh, <laughs> well, we're getting we're getting we're getting older, so we can we can blame it on uh, our age. Right. But uh, right. and we've been going steady in the ISC Sports Network since March of 2019. It's hard mm-hmm. to believe it's been over uh, three years that we've been live every week. But uh, from episode one, clearly tonight, episode 315, we've been, just been pumping out one episode a week um, consistently for a long, long yeah. time and still enjoy doing it. So thanks to everybody out there that's supported our podcast so far through the, the first six years and all the sponsors and Tan J-Man Show Nation that listen or watch every week and, and buy our merch, which a uh, little, little plug for our merch store right now, com. Through this Friday, December 2nd, 25% off everything with the promo Beautiful. code FRIDAY, all caps, F-R-I-D-A-Y. So if you're in need for a Christmas gift for that sports fan, your family, whether it be a, a hoodie, a T-shirt, a coffee mug, sticker for their laptop, whatever it may be, we got it on the store, plenty to pick from, so check it out. Yeah, perfect, perfect Christmas gifts. Absolutely. We, <clears throat> we we do need to get some merch with uh, our faces on it, though. Yes. I think those, those would sell uh, real well. I'll work on that. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd i be wearing it every single week and see my face and then the face on the shirt. <laughs> That's scary, but uh, yeah, no, I like that deal. I'll, I'll work on that and see what I can come up with. <laughs> Got some birdie buggy for me tonight. I do, I do. You are too... Strokes up mm. with just a couple weeks left in the year that is 2022. So I thought I'd give an NFL question, and I'm I'm kind of afraid this might have been a past birdie or bogey question, or if not, maybe we've talked about it at one time, but I'm taking my shot anyways. Pretty standard question here tonight. Who is the youngest quarterback all time to win a Super Bowl? No idea. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Youngest quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Um, Birdie Buggy brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Candy Realmine. Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies! Get your veggies. And we were talking about merch early, earlier. They got merch on their website, too, so... Go check it out. They got T-shirts, beanies, all types of stuff. Really cool-looking beanies, which you always need a beanie when it's freezing cold outside like it is this winter. Especially when you're bald. Eh, I wouldn't know, but, uh, yeah, I'll take your word for it. You know what? Bald is beautiful, easy. Never, hey, it's pet- never been happier. There's a reason I wear hats more times than not on this. I got I got some grays going. Got some, so. uh, you got some grays coming. I think, I think I'd rather be uh, bald than... Uh, going gray like i am at the age of 30 <laughs> so it's uh you know it, it a lot of years i blame it on my sports teams but uh this year hasn't been too bad Not but uh, uh, nfl football has I was gonna for me, say but... that the the sundays have been a little rough up until uh, uh yes yesterday yes. for one of your teams yes I, but, but uh but this weekend was one of the best sports weekend I've ever had in my life. Maybe the I, best. I don't I know. I was going to ask you if it's the best since you've been alive. <sighs> Purdue has had. Oh, I I, th- I think so. I think so. Um, I, I, I definitely for a regular season. Mm-hmm. I know historically postseason they've had some things kind of overlap or, or a regular season and a postseason event. But uh, yeah, I mean for a regular season I can't ever think. I mean you knock off the then number sixteen six ranked team in the nation Friday night dominate them by eighteen points. Then you knock off your rival in football to win the first uh, Big Ten West championship in your school's history. And then you turn around and you knock off the then re- number eighth ranked team, which is the New York Yankees of college basketball, Duke, mm-hmm. and, and beat them by 19 points. So uh, you don't only beat two ranked top ten teams and two programs that have really been dominant over college basketball the last two decades. You, you dominate them. Beat them good. Um, 
<laughs> and and you were you move up to the rankings today in the AP from 24th to 5th. If you would have told me before the season this Purdue team was going to crack the top 10 at some point this year, I'd have been like, I want whatever you're on because that's not happening. But yeah, so, I, I, here we are. I was I was thinking after Purdue beat them yesterday, where they might get to in the rankings and kind it, it kind of reminds me of Virginia last weekend. They knock off Baylor, who was ranked number fifth, and then um, Illinois was ranked uh, at the time 21st. Uh, but they rose up all the way to five. Uh, so it was, it, was, it was a pretty comparable uh, rise for uh, Purdue. Yeah, I remember Michigan a few years ago went from like unranked to fourth. Um, well, they, they about did it this year too. They went from unranked to whatever they got up to, and now they've kind of fallen back a little bit. Yeah, but. so it's, you know, preseason rankings, don't even rankings don't matter till mm-hmm. March, but preseason rankings in basketball especially are pointless now with the, with the transfer rule and everything. It's, it's because the, in, in basketball, historically, they've made your preseason ranking based on what you did the prior year. But now with the transfer rule, take a team like Illinois. You know, they, they were good last year. Now they're just as good, if not better, and they got a whole slate of new guys. It's hard to hard to yeah. predict. So, um, but take it for what's worth. But but uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for me. I've been smiling since Friday night. <laughs> not not even Russell Wilson and the boys could knock you back yesterday, could they? I, I picked the Panthers for six. I knew I, I, I knew <laughs> what to expect, but I didn't think it was going to be as ugly as it was. But uh, yeah, they're not going another game. I'm going on record right now. They're not winning another game. Yeah, Three they, and uh, they uh, struggled through their easy part of the schedule. I know. <laughs> now it gets tough. Their their offense, Josh, is averaging the least amount of points per game since the 2000 Browns. It's pretty bad. Really bad. Really um, bad. I, I, I mean, Hackett's a one and done. I, I think. Oh, it's, he's got to be. I, a I, foregone conclusion at this point. You know, I was going back and forth in my mind after the game yesterday. I'm like, yeah. I kind of want him fired tomorrow, as in today. Then the other part of me is like, "What's the matter with six games That's left? Funny. Just let them finish it out the season, unless they want to give Avaro, their young defensive coordinator, a crack at it." But, and I know I've argued with some other fans in this in this opinion, but as in my opinion, Bronx hiring a new coach, I want him to go get an experience. That's probably going to be a retread, you know, like a Dan Quinn or a Frank Reich or something. But I'd rather do that than swing for a fourth consecutive first time head coach because hadn't worked with Vic Fangio didn't work with Vance Joseph before him it's not working with Nathaniel Hackett just take too much of a risk um now sometimes yeah. it works look at the Dolphins right now it's working for them but I think you gotta that's, try to take a swing on an experienced one so. that's the guy looking back Broncos probably should have made a run at me he was he's yeah. from Den- or he, he's from Aurora I believe right um he was a Broncos ball boy yep. um got got a start under Kubiak uh in uh, Houston um, mm-hmm. Of course, so he's very familiar with the Kubiak. So, of course, we're in Denver. Um, as for Russell Wilson, uh, is he is he a one and done? They they almost have to. He can't be, him. Josh. I know the dead His, the dead dead money would be one hundred seven million. You can't uh, over do that. Hundred million. Yeah, you I can't saw that. you can't field a team if you do that. I think they <laughs> at, really wouldn't be. They able to. at least at least two years after this year, at least. Um, which, you're, I mean, he obviously something. I, I want to know what's going on behind closed doors. I think there's more to it than anybody's, than we'll probably ever know. But, uh, yeah, I think with, I mean, you're paying your quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars or close to it, and you got to try to swing for defense for another coach and see if that's going to work. Um, and, and I know they're unbelievably injured, but it doesn't matter. The the production out there has just been a train wreck. It's getting worse and worse every week. So They're they're not overly injured on offense. I mean, J- Javante Williams being hurt has hurt. Tim Tim Patrick's an okay number two, um, but like Russell's supposed to make these guys better. Yeah, and he hasn't. Yeah, but he's throwing. I mean, right now when Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler aren't playing, he's throwing to the likes of Kendall Hinton's your number two right. wide receiver and a guy named Johnson from the practice squad and Montreal Washington. I mean, it's guys that are just bottom of the barrel. I mean, I'm not trying to make more excuses because even then he's supposed to be you know this great quarterback which he was in seattle um there, i don't know this there have been <clears throat> talks that he quit mid-season last year yeah um for, former teammates of seattle say he he was non-existent at the end of the year last year yeah um so i i don't know if his uh, heart's just not in football i mean his name mike purcell went after him yeah um 
yeah, they, tried, they tried to sugarcoat it after the game. Both yeah, were well, saying they tried, tried to fire him up. Nah. I'm surprised it took this long for somebody to snap. Sure. Game, to be honest, because and the defense played bad yesterday. It looks like they're starting to quit too. So. Which I mean, you don't blame them. What no. what can they do? They've been one of the best units in the NFL, and their yep. team can't score more than 15 points. Nope, that's nope. got to be frustrating. Yep, and it's been that way for the Broncos for six years now. But this year, worse than ever. I yeah. mean, there's been other years where the offense just did diddly squat did win games but uh yeah um good good vent session for me that's the only negativity right now in my sports life but uh yeah i i don't know why i put myself through the misery every sunday watching the game yeah i was i was wondering if you're watching yesterday cause i watched that, it that until was, the purdue game tipped and then i flipped it over by that time it was yeah. 20 to 3 or something like that yeah. so it was it <laughs> yeah. was out of reach so yep 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 fun yep fun fun uh, this episode is brought to you by The Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread, tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a hand-crafted cocktail, The Dan Landing is the place to be. The Dan Landing's Bar and Grill, located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focuses on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food. It's one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a hand-crafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle on their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats, or wheels, the damn landing is a place to be located. 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Well, you want to get educated real quick before we do it. dive deep into college football, college basketball, and uh, NFL? Let's do it. All right. Uh, let me bring this up here. On this day, November 28th, on this day in 1895, America's first auto race was organized by the Chicago Times-Herald. It was from Chicago to Evanston and back. Six cars participated, 55 miles, and the guy who won averaged seven miles per hour. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's 1800s, man. Oh. That took a while. Seven miles an hour. What's 55 divided by seven? That's over five. That's like eight, seven hours. There you go. I was going to say 49 divided by uh, seven, seven. So. Seven. I got, <laughs> I got there. <laughs> On this day, 1938, who won the fourth ever Heisman Trophy Award? What year was this? 1938. Uh, Paul Hornan. Good guess. Davey O'Brien. Oh, man. He has an award named after him. Texas Christian quarterback. Uh, let's see here. On this day, 1955. Well, that's weird. It says 1955, but right next to it says 1956 NFL draft. Who was the number one overall pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers? 55, 56. No idea. Don't even have a guess. Gary Glick from the University of Colorado A&M. Hmm, I wonder if that's still school. I I bet its name has changed into something else. That would be my guess. Uh, a lot of Iron Bowl, a lot of Grey Cups. Uh, on this day in 1967, who won the 33rd Heisman Trophy Award? 67 was that OJ. Good guess. I believe he was the next year in 68. Right. UCLA quarterback Gary Babin? B B A N baby, baby. No idea. Uh, on this day, nineteen seventy-two, the L.A. Dodgers traded Frank Robinson to the California Angels. Hall of Famer. On this day, nineteen seventy-five, Bobby Orr played his last game for the Boston Bruins. On this day, nineteen seventy-eight, who won the forty-fourth Heisman Trophy Award? Seventy-eight. Archie Give Griffin's you a hint. Give you a hint. As running back. That doesn't narrow it down that much. Um, Tony Dorsett, did he even win one? I don't know, but it was Billy Sims from Oklahoma. Ah, shoot. Uh, on this day, 1989, Ricky Henderson signed a record $3 million per year Oakland A's contract. Mm, that's a prices, went, prices went up a little bit. A little bit. I'm trying to think on the Cubs who made $3 million this year. Probably like Rafael Ortega. Pathetic. Crazy. Um, and that's going to do it for on this day. I, th I was hoping we'd have a little more Heisman Trophy. It is only November. November. That's true. I keep thinking it's yeah. December already, but it's going to be December come Thursday, I guess. But um, 
That's going to do it for the On This Day, which I'm losing my screen here, which is brought to you by Like It As Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a 100% hand-cut custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They uh, can provide you anything from signs to grow charts, makes the perfect addition to any uh, home office, man cave, shop, anything like that. So if you're looking for a perfect Christmas gift for the sports fan your family, hit up Mooney Woodcrafts. You can see their recently completed projects on Instagram and Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts is their account handle on those social media platforms. And for custom uh, design orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Uh, like I said, Thad can get you any sports team logo you want or, or military base or whatever you're looking for. Um, from science to grow charts and more, contact Thad. He'll get it done for you. It makes a perfect holiday gift. Yes, sir. What do you want to start with? You want to start with some college football? Let's do it. Yeah. All righty. Championship week. Championship week. And for the first time in Tan and J-Man show history, one of our uh, favorite college football teams is in the conference championship. Yeah. Uh, I honestly didn't know if we... I didn't know if we'd ever see the day that Purdue or Illinois would make the conference championship of football. It, uh, it it helps significantly that Wisconsin was down. Yep. Helps significantly that Iowa was down. Um, helps significantly. Were, that were they down though? Well, they they, uh, they end up being down by losing to Nebraska. I guess seven and five. Yeah. Seven and five. Yeah. 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 So they're usually at least um, eight wins every year. So. Yeah. Trying to think who else has been. It's been it's been a Northwestern, Wisconsin, and Iowa show here the past. Five or six years, um, Northwestern's never going to get there again. I'm confident in saying <laughs> that. Uh, Nebraska might, but uh, yeah, yeah. Per, 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 it, it really came down to the Illinois Purdue game. It really it did. did, like like we've been saying for a few weeks, even coming up to that game, mm-hmm. that the winner of that's probably going to get in. Didn't think it was going to happen last week, and you know what? My book it helped you out. The uh, the whole reverse, like it usually does. I might I might have another one for you today. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, Iowa, that's what a choke job. Got down, what was it, 20? Was it 24 nothing? Yeah. I think it was 24 nothing. Yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, Iowa didn't deserve to get in. No. Anyway, their offense was so bad. I talked to a few Iowa fans over the weekend, and they were kind of okay <laughs> that they didn't get in. Um, so, well, uh, they yeah, probably still, still have the sting from getting there last year and getting beat 49 3 by Michigan. Yeah, which it probably would have looked pretty similar this year could have yeah. um for them so um yeah per, per, purdue gets in first time are you are, are you heading down to it i think i am um nice. i've put in my two tickets to the john purdue club we'll see if i get them do you find out wednesday it's priority point or it's based on points so we'll see they're uh, they're not cheap but i'm sure you know I'm i've sure. heard from people that have been down it's a really fun event no matter if you're a fan mm-hmm. of the teams or not um and you know the way i look at it is I don't know if Purdue will ever get there again, or at right. least for a long time. I mean, they this is the first Big Ten championship, and I know it's just a West Division, but it's the first time Big Ten championship they've won in 22 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with USC and UCLA coming on board in two years, and, uh, you know, we don't know what divisions are going to look like or if they're going to go to a pod system or what, and some of these new coaching hires that the West have that we'll get in talking about here in a minute. You don't know. I mean, I, I got to think Purdue's going to take a step back next year, losing Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones, um, you know, some other guys, and then their schedule ramps up harder. Their strength of schedule gets harder next year with Michigan and Ohio State both on the dockets. So, you know, if you, I, I think a Purdue fans are looking at it is if you can go, you try to go. Mm-hmm. So it's down in Indianapolis. You know, Michigan's got tons of fans there. I was going to say, but, it's uh, it's probably, even though it's in Indiana, it's, yeah. it's probably going to be split right down the middle, I imagine. Oh, I would think, I would think Michigan probably yeah. have more fans than you Purdue. think so. Yeah. Um, I do. I think they probably so a lot of them probably already had their uh, res- hotel reservations and tickets for a while now. Um, yeah. Especially as their how, how their season was going, but uh, yeah, it was up and down season for Purdue this year. But at the end of the day, I mean, eight and four. Uh, Vegas had them seven and a half over under at the beginning of the year, so they Vegas just got knows. Over the, just got over the over there. You yeah. know, could have, should have, woulda. They could have been a few games better, but they could have been a lot worse too. They won a lot of games ugly and a lot of games by a one one score or ten points or so. And uh, even the Indiana game was ugly for a while. It was seven to three Indiana at halftime. Uh, Purdue probably benefited from uh, 
from Dexter Williams going down with a horrible looking knee injury. I hope he's okay. I have not seen the extent of that turf monster, man. I know, know why these schools are doing turf, but it's getting more and more guys. Um, you know, they took him out and then their quarterback, the Missouri transfer, I always botch his last name. Uh, they had to go back to a passing offense instead of an option running offense. So, uh, but Indiana came out with some juice credit to them. You know, they were fired up and ready to end, which that's what scared me after Friday's game is like all of a sudden I has got really something to play for besides the bucket is to in produce season to try to go to Indianapolis, you know, gave them an extra incentive. But in the end, uh, Purdue was just too much in the second half. Devin Mockaby played really well. Charlie Jones had a good game. Aiden O'Connell had a pretty good game, especially what he was going through that came out after the game that his older brother, Sean, had uh, tragically and suddenly passed away um, during the week, and he wasn't even sure if he was going to play up until the game and didn't decide he was going to play. So um, prayers up to Aiden and his family. That's awful, and I know he's not on campus right now. He's being with his family, but Jeff Brom did say today he is expected to play on Saturday, but I can't imagine trying to play with that right. um, going on. But I think he, Jeff Brown did say being around his teammates seemed to help him a little sure. bit. But, a, uh, a little bit of a sense of normalcy. Right. Too. So with all that said, looking back on it, I think he played really well. He, he didn't play so well in the first half, but definitely understandable now when you look back mm-hmm. on it. So, uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I was pretty happy um, Saturday to, you know, I just was, Scared IU was going to – you never know in these rivalry games. I was scared right. they were going to beat Purdue, especially coming off a win at East Lansing the week before, which they came back from a 24-7 to deficit. So, But uh, Purdue's uh, got two more games now, and we'll see what comes out of it. I think even if they lose, which they most likely will, Saturday to Michigan, I think they still will get a pretty decent bowl. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah cha- championship weekend, as I said, starting – uh, Friday night, we have a bunch. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven championship games this weekend, uh, which are always fun to watch. Um, Let's pick act, them up. Uh, actually, I, I take that back. Only ten because uh, two and nine Akron plays five and six Buffalo in just a normal game on on Friday. I thought you were gonna say that's a uh, MAC championship. I'm like, what happened to the MAC? No. <laughs> yeah, Akron wins the MAC at one and six uh, in conference. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me because the MAC was not very good this year. But oh. um, starting with the Conference USA Championship, six thirty Eastern Time Friday, we have North Texas against Texas San Antonio. Ooh, the Mean Green against the Roadrunners. Mm-hmm. Two of the better names out there. Uh, in-state little rivalry here. Give me UTSA. Yeah, UTSA is an eight and a half point favorite. I think they cover. It's played at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Um, at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, we have the Pac 12 championship game. Number 14, Utah plays number six, USC. If USC wins, do they get in? Absolutely. USC's in with I a think win. So too. I think Caleb Williams is going to win. I think he's going to win the Heisman. Um, Vegas has him as a favorite I, I now to win the Heisman. Completely agree. Yeah, um, he was really good against Notre Dame the other night. Uh, I think USC gets their revenge on Utah, mm-hmm. wins this game, and makes the college football playoff, which would be pretty yeah. exciting uh, for Lincoln Riley in his first year out there. Yes, I think they would absolutely jump Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State gets in now. Um, kind kind of like last year. Um, now, should a TCU lose to Kansas State, could see Ohio State sneaking in there. Uh, but what, what, LSU on their chance. Bama still has a chance at two losses. That's what I was saying. saying. Because if you look at Bama's uh, two losses, I still think you take Ohio State over Bama. But if you look at Bama's I two would. losses, they're closer than that beatdown that Ohio sure. State just just went through. But, but yeah, you can also look at well, Bama only beat Texas on a last second. They only and A and M barely um, a, a terrible A and M team. A and M had a chance to win it at the buzzer. Yep. Uh, couldn't do yep. it. So it, 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 it kind of evens out. But uh, I think, give me USC, and I think they get in. I think Georgia and Michigan are in no matter what. I think they both I, could lose their I conference agree. championships and get in. Yep. So. I completely agree. Uh, both both 12 and 0. I, I don't think Georgia can. Georgia might fall to f- three and Michigan four should Michigan right, lose. Right. I, I don't think either um, of them will lose, but I do, spoiler there, but I do think 
if they happen to slip up for whatever reason, they still make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC on Saturday, number 12, Kansas State against number four, Texas Christian. I like this Kansas State defense a lot. Um, a TCU, man, they've just been kind of a team of destiny almost this year. And Sony Dykes, unbelievable mm-hmm. job his first year there, taking over yeah. for TCU legend Gary, uh, Gary Patterson. TC- TCU's quarterback is from Iowa, went to high school, born and raised in Iowa, Duggan. and they let him get out of the state. Yep. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets uh, invited to the Heisman ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, I think TCU, I think the Horned Frogs go uh, go to the playoff. Yeah, uh, Kansas State has had some shocking wins and also some shocking losses. I do not think they upset TCU. TCU is only two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, give me TCU at Jerry's World. Here's the MAC championship, eleven o'clock Central Time on ESPN. Seven and five Toledo facing nine and three Ohio. Hmm. Toledo seems to usually be a stronger uh, program, but give me Ohio. Nine and three, nine wins, pretty good season. So give me Ohio. Toledo is point and a half favorite, but uh, hmm. yeah, give, give give me Ohio. They're they look on paper anyway quite a bit better. Uh, the Sun Belt Championship, nine and two Coastal Carolina against ten and two Troy. Give me Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers. I just wanted to say that name. That'd be quite the upset because Troy is a ten point favorite. That's Give me the right. home team. They, they they are playing at home in this oh. game. Troy is. Well, they're not allowed, um, but still. SEC championship nine and three LSU facing twelve and zero Georgia. Give me Georgia. Defense way too much for LSU. Georgia seventeen and a half point favorites. I think they cover. Um, AAC championship nine and three central Florida faces number 19 Tulane. Yeah, this will be a good one. Um, central Florida won on a last second touchdown over USF the other day. Uh, Gus Malzone's done a pretty good job there. I think mm-hmm. that's just a good job. Coaches, I mean, Frost, Hypo, Malzone, they all do a good job down there. O'Leary years ago. Um, with that said, give me Tulane. They've been balling out all year. Give me Central Florida in a mini upset. Now, did Tulane's, didn't their coach just take the Georgia Tech job? Or did I? Did he? Did I, have not, I, I did not see that anyway. Willie Fritz, I believe his name. real quick. Willie Fritz, I believe his name. He's an older guy. Willie Fritz. Willie Fritz. Yep, he did take the head coaching job at Georgia Tech. Maybe that will play into that. Could. Yeah, I wonder if he's coaching in this game. 62 years old. Wow. I knew he was older, but I didn't realize he was that old. Wow. Uh, Mountain West Championship game, 8-0 Fresno State at number 9-3 Boise State. I was just thinking, man, Boise hasn't been relevant in a while. Well, they won nine games. They were struggling early this year. Um, I thought Fresno was struggling, too. That's, huh. Maybe that just shows you the whole rest of the conference was awful. Yeah, Fresno Uh, has lost to UConn, who has bowl eligible. Yeah. that's Purdue opens up their season next year with Fresno State at home. Um, Give me Boise State. The Broncos. I want to pick some Bronco team on the podcast to win tonight. So, <laughs> give me Boise State on that blue field as well. Um, ACC championship game number eight, Clemson against number seventeen, North Carolina. Carolina's <laughs> kind of uh, falling down a little bit. Uh, both teams limping into both this teams. game. Yeah, Clemson um, losing a home game to South Carolina. Yeah, Spencer Rattler looked like Spencer Rattler was freshman year at yeah. Oklahoma. Um. Give me Clemson. I don't feel confident mm-hmm. in that, but give me Clemson. Yeah, Clemson seven and a half point favorites. I think they cover. Now the game of the century, eight and four <laughs> Purdue against number 12 or number three, 12 and 0 Michigan. Michigan is 16 and a half point favorites. And I think Michigan will be ranked two when the uh, playoff rankings come out. And uh, Purdue's got the most wins ever against the ranked the number two ranked teams. <laughs> they do, uh, don't they? Something about that number two yeah. ranking they like. But uh, Was Michigan uh, State ranked two last year? They were three, but Iowa was two. Yeah, Iowa okay. was two last I, year. Okay, Iowa. Then Ohio three, State right. was two. And I read today, yes. um, this is a neutral game, so this doesn't matter, but I was surprised to see that Purdue's seven and two the last two years on Big Ten road games. Mm. Um, I was surprised to see that. Uh, but with all that said, give me Michigan. They they have too much talent. Um I do think it will be closer than a lot of experts are saying. I think Purdue's going to throw out trick plays, let everything hang out there. What do they got to lose? Yeah, I was going to say, Purdue has nothing to lose. Nope. So maybe they'll hit a few trick plays, trick punt, or a fake punt or field goal or something, and keep it relatively close for a while. I think Michigan wins by, what's the spread? What's the spread? 16 and a half. 
I'll go Michigan by 15. Um, I think obviously most teams do match up better with Michigan than they would Ohio state and Purdue is for sure. One of them, um, is Blake Corum playing for Michigan? I I don't know. I don't know that. Um, this will be the J man's book at prediction of the week. Uh, I'm taking Michigan. I do think Purdue will cover because Purdue has obviously shown they can put up some points. Michigan has the best, one of the best defenses in Mm -hmm. college football. Uh, their quarterback, J.J. McCarthy's playing well. Um, but again, they will have some pressure on them. Uh, but at the same time, they did last year face an Iowa and they beat them 49 to 3. Right, right. Um, it could turn so, very ugly. Yes. So. Per- Purdue, in my opinion, is better this year than Iowa was last year, even though Iowa won 10 games. Uh, but I, I do think Purdue covers, but uh, give me Michigan. Uh, J-Man's Book of Ridders Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto Business Renters Workers Comp and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Uh, before we wrap up our college football talk, I, I want to ask you a few questions here. Some are coaching carousel related. Some are just team related. Um, who are some of the teams that you expected to be pretty good this year to looking back that uh, underachieved in your opinion? Um, Wisconsin's one. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of people thought they were very disappointing uh, this year. Uh, Minnesota's another one that think in, in Michigan State as well. Uh, that's uh, Big Ten wise. Um, elsewhere around the country, I think you got to say Texas A&M. Have to. Uh, is, have, have to say Texas. They, they came into the year ranked in the top five, didn't they? And they get number one recruiting and, class uh, almost every year. So Yeah. And and they find themselves at, what, four and eight, five and seven, something like that. Not mm-hmm. bowl eligible. Um, so they are definitely ones that I would say are the most um, disappointing as far as uh, ACC goes. You can look at Miami. That uh, was disappointing. Yeah. Um, which that, that culture there is just abysmal for, for whatever reason, doesn't matter what coach. And I think, um, their new head coach, whose name, Chris, uh, ball, uh, Mark will Mario. turn them around, but it, I think it's going to take a lot more time than he thinks. Uh, Cause that's just not a good culture they have there. Um, Florida ended up having a good year, but after the first week of the year, I think, man, Florida might be, uh, one of the, Florida didn't have a good year, man. They, oh, they didn't at all. Six and six. Well, I mean, bowl eligible. But I, that, I, after the first week of the year, people thought, oh, man, they're going to go 11-1. and one. Yeah, no, I thought – yeah, I thought Billy Napier. I thought I thought Florida would be better than that. I don't know. When I think Florida, I mm-hmm. think not just making a bowl, I think they're going right. to be up there. Um, yeah, the, I think Florida was a was one. Um, A&M, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, who else? Uh Boy, a little off the radar, Boston College. They only won, I think, three games. Yeah. They were supposed to win seven or eight games by a lot of people. Um, Oklahoma, um, yes. six and o- six, Oklahoma I believe. I know yeah. Brent Vittables was in his first year there, but that's a ton of talent. They start off top mm-hmm. ten ranked start of the year. Um, yeah, those are all some. On the flip side, who are some teams that overachieved or had a better year this year than you expected them to have? Um, well, I mean – Illinois for one. Yeah, absolutely. Four. I mean, I, that, I I thought six and six very easily attainable. I don't think many people thought they'd be competing for a Big Ten West, and they did just. I that. had them four and eight, so I was way um, off. Yeah, you had them four and eight. I think I had them seven and five. I think so. Yeah, uh, which was closer, but still, I didn't think they'd win eight games. Um, elsewhere, Big Ten wise, there's not really. Mm-hmm. I thought I think I only had Produce six and six, but I think we yeah, both said seven and five. I think. West. Okay. Yeah. Um. So other than that in the Big Ten, I don't think there's really anyone that surprised no. um, besides Illinois. I think mm-hmm. uh, elsewhere around the country, LSU, I don't think with Brian Kelly's first year, I don't think they came into the year ranked, um, did they? LSU? Um, uh, maybe in the back. Pretty, yeah, pretty close to being ranked maybe, but then mm-hmm. Brian Kelly gets them up to number five in the country. Um, Florida Bama. State wasn't projected to be great and they uh found themselves ranked at one point i think yeah. they're still ranked actually. yeah they're nine they went nine and three um, they beat florida over the weekend so and, yeah uh, like Norvell's Wa- good job there washington uh got themselves ranked first year kalen DeBoer. uh michael Penix is leading the nation and 
a lot of passing statistics. Um, Oregon State was pretty good out there yep. in the Pac-12. Um, I don't think many people thought North Carolina would be that good, and they found themselves being pretty good. So TCU, um, of course. I don't think anybody. T- yeah, oh, yeah, T- yeah. TCU is the number one um, on that. Here, here's another disappointing one: Oklahoma State. I know you had them in your playoffs, mm-hmm. and they were looking good for a while, and they just yeah. fell off a cliff. They, yeah, they, uh, they cliff nosedived. Yep. Off a cliff. Yep. So, um, real quick, wrapping up, coaching carousel, uh, Big mm-hmm. Ten implications here. Uh, Wisconsin decides not to go in-house. They decide not to go with their interim head coach of uh, Jim Leonard and go and hire who I think – I think this is the biggest splash so far of the yes. 2022 coaching carousel, Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, who has been taking experience. He was head coach at Ohio State for one year in 2011. He's done a really good job in Cincinnati. Turned down Michigan State a couple years ago. Um, I know some Ohio State fans wanted him to be Ohio State's next head coach, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but he's going to Wisconsin, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of brand of football he tries to install at Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, I I think it's a home run hire. I mean, he was he he was good just keeping the team together during the whole Trestle uh, scandal there with the tattoos, mm-hmm. and then he built Cincinnati into a team that made the uh, playoff. They played hard nosed defensive football, which is. Wisconsin staple. Uh, they they will run a more spread, fun style of offense other than the Paul Christ and all those guys. Pro style, you knew quarterback wasn't going to do a whole lot. They're going to hand the ball off a bunch. Very boring, vanilla offensive style that just doesn't work anymore. Um, so I, I think it's an absolute home run. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think um, they'll put them right back up there towards the top of the West. And then Nebraska mm-hmm. – it was rumored for a while that they were going to keep Mickey Joseph, but they decided to go out of their program as well and hire Matt Rule, who was just yeah. recently the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. But before that, he had good success at Baylor and Temple before that. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's uh, looked like a little more splashy. I think the fickle hire is a little better than that one, mm-hmm. but I think I think Rule still a good good hire. Matt Rule is a proven program builder. I mean, you look at his he was all he was a disaster in Carolina. Uh, but so, but like you see, Urban Meyer was a disaster in Jacksonville. So some guys are just meant for the college game. Mm-hmm. But Rule took over a trash Temple program, won one game his first year, and then in years three and four they won ten and yep. eleven. Uh, goes to Baylor after the whole Art Bryles scandal, they win one game their first year, win the Big Twelve, or go to the Big Twelve championship in year three, I believe, when they won mm-hmm. ten eleven games. So uh, he, he he knows how to build a program. Um, that has been down in the dumps for a while, which isn't, which is Nebraska. Yep. Uh, elsewhere outside the big 10 Auburn, uh, Hugh freeze is going to be mm-hmm. their coach. So, yeah. uh, he's either going to do great or they're all going to be in jail. Um, yeah, it <laughs> might be another two and done. Yeah, it could be. Uh, and then elsewhere, Georgia tech, like we said, uh, Willie Fritz from Tulane, uh, mm-hmm. Colorado has offered their job to Deion Sanders. I don't see that as being a good fit. I see him more as a Southern school, but I could be wrong. Uh, he could definitely what, recruit out there. What about uh, what about Cincinnati? I think that would be even a better fit than uh, mm-hmm. than Colorado. Played baseball there. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, the Reds with the Reds. With the Reds. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know. I yeah. thought he meant University of Cincinnati. I'm like, he went to. Yeah. Uh, he did not go there. Florida State. Yeah, he went to Florida State, which maybe he was hoping for that job. But that job's not mm-hmm. opening. So, uh, and we'll see if some other jobs happen to open up. Um, in the coming weeks, but uh, yeah, that's kind of—I'm probably forgetting one out there off the top of my head. But uh, yeah. I think that's—I think that's it. Um, let's talk some college hoops real quick. Let's just—I say we're kind of running out of time here. I so, know. Uh, Big Ten ACC challenge last year ever, um, or, or are they going to have it next year? No, this is the last year because the this is, that's next right, year. Big, next year is their TV contracts with or, with CBS, NBC, yeah. and uh, ABC, and and. Uh, not ABC, Fox. So Fox. ESPN, whatever. ESPN's coverage is awful. I was so annoyed yeah, with bad. their coverage over the weekend, the PK legacy. So, Well, because it was probably all about Gonzaga and Duke. Well, not, not even that. It just, uh, they do this stupid drone camera now and for, yeah. for a while. Then it just, the camera angles I don't like. I don't know. Call me old man yelling at the clouds, but I just don't enjoy ESPN's coverage like I used to. Yeah, it's it's not the same as it was. I think CBS and Fox do a lot better job. Um and I I I like like Fox Sports 1 I think does a great job. Yeah. Big 10 Network does a great job. Yep. Uh, and I much prefer watching games on those channels than I do yep. ESPN anymore. 
Yep. So, but uh, yeah, uh, that's disbanding. Um, as a Purdue fan, so be it. Um, Purdue's done fairly well in it, but lazy scheduling. It feels like by the networks. I mean, Purdue's played Florida State now. This will be the fourth fourth out of the last five years overall. They haven't all been in the challenge, but three of them have. This will be the third time. Besides that, they play Louisville all the time. It feels like it. Just, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, well, they they never got the fun. They they, they got Duke once. No way. They they never got Carolina, did nope, they? Never got Carolina. Got uh, never uh, got Vir- Carolina, which got Virginia made, when they're the defending champs, just because of the Elite Eight rematch. Because of that, I, yeah, I was at that game. I was uh, a whooping. Yeah, um, but um, no, they never got the yeah great ones. Which I mean, you look Ohio State's either getting Duke or Carolina. It feels right. like Michigan, Michigan State's getting Duke or Carolina. IU's getting North Carolina. Illinois's mm-hmm. got North Carolina three times. They've gotten Duke twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so for whatever reason, they don't uh, schedule yeah. Purdue, and now uh, Florida State might be the worst uh, high major in college basketball yeah. this year. So. Yeah, and it, the the only thing I don't like about that game is the uh, short rest. The guys, I think they landed today yeah. at like 5 a.m. because they had some flight problems. So then, you know, they got to go to class, and then they, they'll get mm-hmm. down to Florida tomorrow. And But besides that, yeah, Florida State's got to be so far one of the most – them and yeah. Louisville got to be about the most disappointing teams in America yeah, Flor- um, Florida State has a nine-point loss to Stetson, a fourteen-point loss to Central Florida, a seven-point loss yeah. to Troy, uh, a seventeen-point loss to Siena, a ten-point loss to Stanford, and a seventeen-point loss to Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, I yeah, mean, it only wins it, a nine-point win over Mercer. It, it will be a lot of these young guys' first road test, but I don't think the environment mm-hmm. will be hostile. Maybe it will now that produce five. Maybe the fans will show up, uh, but I'm not these freshmen, man, on Purdue. That are playing, they they don't seem scared of the moment. I mean, Which, uh, yeah, I mean Gonzaga and Duke. I mean, I mean, Braden Smith puts up fourteen against Gonzaga, and and and, and it wasn't just about scoring for him. You know, he makes hustle plays all over the place. Fletcher Lawyer fourteen against Gonzaga, and then eighteen against Duke. You know, those two were one and two in Mister Basketball, and I I knew they were going to be good, but I didn't think they'd make this. I didn't think Fletcher Lawyer would be well, throwing daggers in against a top ten ranked Duke team. It, it, it it just shows how good of a coach Matt Painter is because um, Braden Smith wasn't highly thought of. No. Like he, I mean, he was a he, he committed to Purdue early, didn't he? But I, yep. I, is, he wasn't a top one hundred and fifty guy. No, even was he? Nope. Uh, Flet, Fletcher Lawyer was a four star. Uh, yeah. So the 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 fact that Painter's I mean, it's it's all about system for yep. Painter. He finds guys for a system. I mean, playing a bunch of five stars with Duke, playing a bunch of five stars against Zag, and it didn't matter. No, no, and they got down. Early in both those games, but the guys didn't mm-hmm. get rattled. They stayed calm, and you know they're playing really good defense. That both mm-hmm. Gonzaga and Duke went to stretches where they barely got any points in, in large stretches in the second half. And um, and Zach Eadie's just right now a monster. Uh, he just mm-hmm. looks so improved, and not only his scoring. He, I mean, he gets to the left shoulder; it's almost unstoppable. If you can get him to go to the right shoulder, he struggles a little bit with his left hand. But teams are doubling him, and he's learning to pass out of it and find wide open shooters. Uh, yeah, Purdue's diving on loose balls. They just look like so much more of a team than they did last year. Um, it's I been really that was the uh, Jaden Ivy effect. You know, sometimes with great talent um, comes some of those. You know, I want to say comes great yeah. responsibilities, but it comes some of those other effects. So, uh, so mm-hmm. far, just over the moon with six and zero start. And now the challenge for these guys is how do they, do they handle the success? And now that target on their back all of a sudden. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first time Purdue and Indiana have both been ranked in the top ten in basketball at the same time since '93. Mm-hmm. Pretty That's crazy. Yep. Uh, st- playing right now, Minnesota at Virginia Tech, tied at eleven. Uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, give me Virginia Tech. Pitt at Northwestern. Mm, give me Northwestern. Northwestern gave Auburn all they could handle. Lost forty-three, forty-two. Um, Pitt's terrible, though. Give me Northwestern at home. Tuesday night, we have my computer loads here. Maryland at Louisville. I got to go Maryland. They've been a nice mm-hmm. little surprise, and Louisville's been awful. Yeah. So. yeah, Louisville hasn't won a game yet. Give me Maryland. 6-1 uh, and one Penn State at 5-2 and two Clemson. Eh, give me Penn State. I like Michael Shrewsbury, so I know, know nothing I- about Clemson. Clemson did give Iowa all they could handle, but Iowa just got blown out by TCU. Uh, give me Clemson at home. Uh, three and three Syracuse at number 16, Illinois. Give me Illinois. 
Uh, this would be an atrocious loss if Illinois lost this one. Syracuse <laughs> oh, has boy. Home, home losses to Colgate and Bryant. So uh, I don't remember Illinois ever playing Syracuse. So first time in a minute. But uh, that zone, give, yeah. that Bayheim zone. Give me, g- yeah, give give me Illinois at home. Uh, Georgia Tech at Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, give me Iowa. Uh, Wake Forest at Wisconsin once again. Wisconsin looks better than people thought they'd be. Yeah, um, yeah, give me Wisconsin. Give, give me Wisconsin as well. Uh, number three, Virginia at Mich- Michigan. Excuse me. Give me Virginia. Michigan's struggling right now. Virginia's real, real solid team, as you saw when Illinois played them. Yeah. Suffocating defense, just as per, per use there. And they have athletes now and experience. Give me Virginia. Uh, Purdue at Florida State. Yeah, give me the Boilermakers. I mm. I mean, maybe they struggle a little bit in the first half in this one, but uh, I, I, I think they'll be focused and ready to go. The lack of crowd noise might be a shock to their system a little bit. <laughs> uh, number 25, Ohio State at number 17, Duke. I think Duke bounces back. Give me Duke. I do too. They they have two losses already. Duke Duke and Gonzaga do, do look fairly uh, fairly beatable so far sure. in the early going. They'll still uh, be give, factors give, in March, though. Well, for sure. Uh, give me Duke at home. Uh, Rutgers at Miami. Miami does not look good right now, but uh, I will take Miami at home, though. Well, I guess one player in particular I've been following doesn't look too good in Miami. No. But, uh, <laughs> but you give don't me, need him, clearly. Give me, give me Miami. You can get in this game for as low as $2. Give me Miami at home. <laughs> um, North Carolina, number 18, losers of two straight. I didn't think North Carolina was the number one team in the country coming in because, again, they barely squeaked into the tourney last year and then made an incredible run. So people crowned them early. They're all the way down to 18, 17 games in at number 10, Indiana. They're a little banged up too, coming out of that four overtime loss. Uh, give me the Hoosiers at home. Yeah, give me Indiana at home. I think they beat them fairly handily. You can get into this game for as low as $236. I was going to say, that's not going to be a low ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 20, Michigan State at Notre Dame. Man, Michigan State got lucky, I guess, against Portland. I was hearing about the game yeah, today. I had no layup. idea. Uh, uh, but Notre Dame lost to St. Bonaventure by, like, double digits the other day, and they've been squeaking out wins. Give me, uh, give me Izzo and the boys on the road. Give me Notre Dame at home. I hate Michigan State. Uh, I don't I mean, like them they, either. But they, they beat Kentucky and fly up the rankings. They barely beat Villanova. Villanova's 2-5 and five now with a – they just got trounced by Portland the game before Michigan State about lost to them. Um, Boston College at Nebraska. You can get in this one for as low as $2. Give me the Cornhuskers. Why not? Yeah, give know. me Nebraska at home. Well, why not? Um, there are no games Thursday. Conference season starts on Friday. Uh, believe yeah. it or not, Big Ten season. Um, if my computer loads. With number 16, Illinois at number 22, Maryland. Ooh, uh, tough place for Illinois. Uh, historically, it seems like at least maybe maybe Brad Underwood. But... That's the Brad Underwood. Is, Maryland is the only arena in the Big Ten. Brad Underwood has never won at. Uh, he'll get it this year. Give me Illinois. Give me Maryland. Just <laughs> I don't know that was that coming. Reason. Yeah, just for that reason. Again, first first true road game for them too. Yeah. Uh, Indiana at Bucker Rutgers. Sorry. <laughs> Force of habit. Uh, Tough place to play. That place will be rocking, uh, but I think IU will get done. Give me Rutgers, the rack, as I'm still calling it. Um, been a house of horrors for top 10 teams. Jersey Mike's. Uh, yeah. Um, Minnesota at Purdue and Northwestern at Michigan State. I'm taking the home team. Uh, I both. think Purdue and, and Michigan State get those done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, NFL. I still have my uh, word association, so I'll fly through that real quick. Lions and Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving. So I have seven random players from each team um, here that kind of played during our middle school to high school years, oh uh, starting with John Kitna. Oh, man, John Kitna. His boys now playing <laughs> somewhere or getting recruited. Maybe he's in high school. I think Purdue was recruiting him maybe at one time. But uh, I just remember him as a Satanana Bengal. Uh, not so much as a lion, but yeah, yeah he, he never played on very good teams. Uh, Charles Rogers it was great at Michigan State, huge bust for the Lions. Yeah, um, yeah. Lions had a streak there, they could not get yeah. any good wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. uh, Dre Bly, do you remember him? Oh man, yeah. Um, 
fun player to play with on Madden. I always remember yeah. he was a good Madden player, but uh, don't remember too much outside of that. Uh, Dan Orlovsky. Running in the back of the end zone for safety, and I can't yep. stand him on ESPN. One of my least favorite commentators there is. This is for you, Purdue fellas. John Standiford. Oh, Johnny boy. One of Purdue's best wide receivers of all time. Um, was actually surprised he even had a cup of coffee in the NFL. He just I mean, he wasn't fast, but he was tall and had good hands. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I watched him live against that uh, in 08 against the Colts when the Lions went 0-16. Yeah, I oh, saw so yeah, him play live. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Dan Campbell. He played for the Lions, too. Dan Campbell, a fiery coach, um, makes his players yeah. want to run through all for him, and uh, Lions are playing better. Yeah, his uh, time management cost him that game on Thursday, though. It did. It did. Uh, then I have a head coach here, Steve Mariucci. Oh, uh, best friends with Tom Izzo, and it does a pretty good job with NFL Network. Yes. It was good with the yeah. Niners, not so much with the Lions, and uh, I was kind of surprised he never got another head coaching gig, though, to be yeah. honest. Uh, Cowboys, Tony Romo. I do enjoy his commentary. I know you don't. Cannot um, stand him. But uh, good NFL quarterback, but couldn't do much in postseason. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Demarcus Ware. Uh, one of my favorite Broncos was, uh, if it wasn't for him, Von Miller is not the player he is today. DeMarco Murray. Been in the league for years. I mean, he hopped around everywhere, but uh, his most famous years was with the Cowboys. So Good running back. Uh, Deion Sanders. Prime time, high stepping. Thanks for that. Now you got college players getting called for it. So uh, great yeah. athlete, unbelievable athlete. <laughs> Baseball, football, charisma oozes charisma to, to, to oh, yeah. this day as Jackson State. Yep. Uh, Quincy Carter. Braces. Um, yeah, from Georgia. I remember he's the first quarterback I ever seen wear braces. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember our uh, one of our teachers in middle school was a Cowboys fan. I had a huge crush on him at the time. Mm. Joey Galloway. That's a name I haven't thought of in a while. Um, I just think of the remember those sports books East Bay when we were kids, oh, like yeah. the, the the shoes and the jerseys. I remember mm-hmm. he always had a shoe in there. Joey Galloway when we were young for some reason. That's weird. Yeah, uh, or at least Darren, he was the, the player on the advertisement. Maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. the shoe. But. Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson. I know the name. Good player, but couldn't tell you much outside of that. I don't know why. Defensive back. I think he's yeah. an ESPN guy. I think mistaken. he is too, but. Uh, that will do it for uh, Word Association. Uh, good one. Good one. Um, and hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot to even mention that start of the show. So that's the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting coming up at the end of 2022 or into 2023, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Three winners, three losers. Uh, winners, I will do all three of mine right away so we can uh, fly through this. I have the Cincinnati Bengals after you a too? big road win against the Titans. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Uh a thrilling win against the Baltimore Ravens. And I have the Las Vegas Raiders because I can't stand them, but I put them in the loser category enough. Good overtime win in Seattle. <laughs> I have the Bengals. I have the Vikings bouncing back, uh, scoring 33 points against good defense. Then I have the LA Chargers hanging in the playoff race, uh, scoring a two-point conversion with 12 seconds left, I believe, uh, to beat the Arizona Cardinals. My three losers, Tampa Bay Bucks. Yep. Right when you think they're about to take off, they're still going to win that division because that division that's is what, the worst That's what ever. irritates me. Ever. It yeah. ticks you off. Uh, Baltimore Ravens yep. losing the way they did uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They, they they just can't have leads in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then the Seattle Seahawks giving up over 300 total yards to Josh Jacobs yesterday. Um, bad, bad loss for them and could potentially keep them out of the playoffs. I um, had two of those names, Buccaneers-Ravens. I couldn't think of a third, so I'm throwing out the New York Giants. Um, mm. Starting to wake up. Um, not an awful loss on Thanksgiving to Dallas, but they're definitely it's starting to wake it. up and, and make me look bad for being believers in them. I won the belt again two weeks in a row. I'm back, yeah. baby. I'm yeah. back. And I'm going to win it again starting <laughs> Thursday night. Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. I got the Bills for seven. I have the Bills for nine. 
Pittsburgh Steelers at the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons for three. I have the Steelers for one. Uh, right. I don't know. I just I feel I think Pittsburgh gets beat tonight, but uh, I think the Falcons have kind of woken up a little bit. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. I have the Packers for 14, and I hate it. <laughs> I have the Packers for eight. Um, if Justin Fields plays, this could be this, this could be a game. They can't Chicago beat Rodgers. They, they can't, can't beat him. They can't beat it. They, I don't think they could beat Jordan Love, to be honest. I hope they prove they me wrong. I hope they prove me good. wrong. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions. I got the Lions for six. I have the Lions for seven. Uh, New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. I got the Vikings for ten. I have the Vikings for 13. Uh, Washington football team commanders at the New York Giants. I just ripped the Giants by going for two. I have I have the Reds. <laughs> I have the command. <laughs> I have the commanders. Watch well, just call them all three ta- names, Josh. Come on there. <laughs> Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles for eight. I have the Eagles for 10. Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens for 15. Next. I, I saw I saw that one coming. Uh, give me the Ravens for 14. I, I hate this team, good. Josh. I uh, hate them. <laughs> Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Deshaun is back. The Deshaun's team. back, and he gets the win. Nine on the Browns. I have 15 on the Cleveland Ooh. Browns. Uh, see, Houston's trash. They're garbage. Dolphins played their D game yesterday and still beat them by 15. Yeah. Um, Seattle Seahawks at the L.A. Rams. Seahawks for four. I don't know why. If Bryce Perkins has to play again for the Rams, that'll be <laughs> ugly. Uh, Seahawks for six. Uh, game of the week, in my opinion, but it's not Sunday night because the Cowboys happen to be playing. Um, Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's going to be a really good game, but I took a chance really here because I knew I had to do some aggressive this week. Niners for 11. Ooh. Um, if Teron Armstead does not play this week, Tua might get sacked nine times. <laughs> Um, but I went with my heart. I think Dolphins will be able to move the ball. It's going to be a really good game. Uh, Dolphins for three. Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs for 12, and I'm sorry, America. As of right now, I hope they flex it. Next Sunday's Kansas City at Denver. Ugh. I hope they flex it. Honest to God, I don't want to be on Sunday night. They they would have flexed it already had they. Uh... <sighs> That's going to be 40 uh, nothing. I, th- I think they have tell. Wednesday or something. Just please, uh, just Ch- do it. <laughs> Chiefs for five. Uh, Chargers at the Vegas Raiders. I got the Chargers for one. I have the Raiders for four. Uh, the Sunday night game is Indianapolis at Dallas instead of Miami, San Francisco, or Kansas City, yeah. Cincinnati. It's pathetic. I got Dallas for 13. I have Dallas for 12. New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got the Bucks for five, and I hate it. I have the Bucks for 11, and I equally hate it. <laughs> Uh, uh, we right, do have two two buys this week, the yes. Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. And before we get to the uh, birdie or bogey to close out the show, I want to uh, promote a book that's co-written yes, by sir. one of our fellow, fellow, our loyal, not fellow, loyal uh, Tan and J-Man show uh, viewers of the show every week, uh, Sean Shriver. And that book is, let me pull it up here. It is called Running Against the Grain, the story of Philadelphia Eagle and movie star Timmy Brown. It's been out for a week, and it's available on Amazon right now. I'll have more about it next week. On next week's show, we're running out of time, but uh, I think it's going to be a really good read. So, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I've got it. it on order. So uh, go check that out. Like I said, I'll have more details about that book next week. Mm-hmm. All right, with Josh. that birdie bogey. Yes, birdie or bogey. Who is the youngest quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl? Couple uh, guys that come to mind: Patty Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Tom Brady. Even um, I think because I mean Mahomes obviously sat behind Alex Smith. Russell was a little older. Brady had to sit. I think is it Ben Roethlisberger? You might have just won birdie or bogey for the year. It is Big Ben. You go up three. Big Ben was. The young age of 23 in 2007, Super Bowl Man. 40, when they beat the Seahawks. Mahomes was second. Brady was third. So, 
Oh, they were all right there. What about Russell Wilson? Where's he at? I did, I don't know. I just saw the top three. He he was probably up there too. So yep. Pretty good. Down three strokes. I'm in trouble. Pretty good. Yeah, you're 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 gonna have to throw one out there that is so incredibly difficult for me. I should have went World Cup. Should have went World Cup. Yeah, I, I would have just given myself a bogey right away. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday to recap Purdue's win over Michigan. <laughs> have a great week, everybody.